Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org. Oh, Rush Nation, before we get into today's show, here's a word from this week's partner. Hi, I'm Renee. Hello, I'm Simon, and together we're writing a very British guide to... American football! Our aim is to increase the number of fans of this exciting game with the ultimate goal of having a UK-based NFL team. Our beginner's guide is aimed at anyone you know who doesn't understand what all the fuss is about. Someone you would love to share your passion for the game with. It's going to be different, it's going to be quirky, and it's going to be fun. And it will be very British. Uh-oh. Does that mean it will also be stuffy, uptight, and repressed? No. And it won't be over-emotional and loud like some Americans, I know. Huh. No longer will friends and family say, I don't get it. Why do those sissies with helmets and pads keep stopping? Our guide will be full-color illustrated and cover the basics, such as rules and gameplay, but it will also discuss American football culture and differences to soccer and rugby, plus a glossary of terms and something super awesome. Yes, included will be a pull-out fun survival guide that they can take maybe to the stadium and be able to follow the game sufficiently after reading in about 10 minutes. So visit us on verybritishguide.co.uk, on Twitter at VeryBritishNFL, or Facebook by searching VeryBritishNFL. Take our survey on our website to be entered in a draw for a free copy of the book when it comes out next year. Thanks for listening. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast. With your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph, and Nick. It's bonus pod Thursday time, Rush Nation. There's only two of us today. It's me and Murph. 
How you doing, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. You? Yeah, again, I am fine as always. Sleepless in Seattle should be my middle name at the moment, but I can't <laughs> blame little Hunter for that. Go find us on socials. We've had quite a lot of interaction at the moment and we're hotting up, but it's at Five Yard Rush and we would appreciate the mentions, tweets, retweets, or just come at us with fantasy questions. Find the podcast on all your favourite listening platforms. We're pretty much everywhere now. A bit like, I don't know, the cold that's coming around at this time <laughs> of the year. And Christmas songs. Yeah, Nick is currently missing today due to his sore everything after Olympic training on Tuesday. <laughs> It looked brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and Sparky is currently, well, somewhere in Miami, apparently, if you follow him on Twitter. <laughs> on today's show, we're gonna, we've are gonna we got some ideas we're going to throw about. We're going to do a bit of a trade clinic, throw some trades at you that we've seen, had received, taken on, and rejected wholeheartedly with, what the damn are you playing at, sir? With some interesting ones as well that are worth some thought and consideration and some debate. So, we've got a few in here that we've picked up from leagues we're in, and... Yeah, share those. Yeah. Now Murph is in the OG League in place of Joe in the Not Miami Goldfish. We're going to do some league breakdowns. I know Josh in particular loves this. So this one's for you, buddy. We're going to do Listener League, OG League, maybe some of the Epsom League and Dynasty League, and then the Red Zone Threat Dynasty as well if we have time. And then if we get even more time, who knows? We're going to do which coaches deserve to be fired. So let's start with the trades, Murph. Have you had any that you think are an absolute farce? Yeah, um, I've had two that were instant instant rejects. Uh, didn't even need to think about it. And the thing to consider with trades is, one, make sure you look at the other team and where they're strong and where they're weak because there's too many times where trades come across and, and nobody's actually looked at it, and especially things like the bench. And the second is the one player for three players or four players or two players on paper might look a little bit more fair, but... Actually, then you still got to consider who you would drop. So these were two trades that were sent to me this week. Uh, Josh, shout out to you. Uh, that boy, he loves a trade. They were both from you and they were both rejected from me pretty quickly. So the first one was in a one-point dynasty league that we're in um, for PPR. So that's Marvin Jones Jr., who I have, uh, for Carlos Hyde and Sterling Shepard. So this was an instant, instant rejection. Like I couldn't reject it quick enough. I don't want Carlos Hyde. He's a second, third choice running back. Just absolutely no interest for me. I don't own Fournette, so uh, it's irrelevant for me. Sterling Shepard, I don't want any part of him either. I don't mind Shep, dog. That's probably because I own him. Yeah, but he's not replacing what Marvin Jones does, and Carlos Hyde's never getting into my lineup. So considering that these are my running backs options as well, um, James Connor, this is Dynasty as well, Zeke Elliott, Lev Bell next season, uh, Chris Thompson, Marvin Ingram, who is going to get a move next year. You know, the, the just Carl Sides never touching this. Oh, and Adrian Peterson as well. So, yeah, it, it just was an instant no for me. And absolutely no time for it. The second one was interesting on paper, but in practicality just didn't make a lot of sense. And this was in a uh, standard ESPN league, so it was a half-point PPR. So it was Joe Mixon, who I own for... Cortland Sutton, Aaron Jones, and Tevin Coleman. And that would mean I'd have to drop two players. So uh, the players I would have had to have considered dropping are Fournette, which I would never do, Breeder, which I'd never do, Gio Bernard, which probably would have been one if I don't have Mixon, so that would make sense, or Devonta Freeman, who I'm stashing for the playoffs. So 
Uh, I don't want Tevin Coleman because it's a redraft league. So I don't really want Tevin Coleman because as of for the playoffs and this team's in good position to make the playoffs, Tevin Coleman's irrelevant to me. He's not going to get the touches. Aaron Jones, I don't want any part of him. I don't care that Ty Montgomery's gone. They're just not really doing much with the ball. Cortland Sutton's interesting, but am I giving up that for, for Joe Mixon and one of the running backs that I've mentioned? No, yeah. not for me. So they're both instant rejects. Um, so if you want to do a trade, then I'm happy to trade a lot, but just I need to have something that's going to help me fit. And three for one trades don't don't really float my boat, but happy to look at maybe a two for one and something with a bit more value and, and appetite, especially for fantasy playoffs, because for regular season, I'm comfortable. Yeah. Talking of training, you and I were trying to get something done in the Epsom League the other day. You were trying to palm off Carson Wentz for me for AJ Green, I think. No, no, no wait, Connor. No, 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 no. You wanted AJ Green in the Epsom League. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I should have taken that. <laughs> yeah, that would have worked out for you now. Well, but, just for me, uh, you know, I, Brady's gone for his bye, so I don't need uh, Wentz. Wentz is kind of just sitting there, although he might be a candidate for me to come back because of Brady's numbers dropping slightly, but I wanted to see if I'd get some value, which didn't get so and you didn't really have a quarterback no so especially this week I played Trubisky although he's been scoring 30 points so I was unlucky with my game against the Bills yeah also Josh did offer me he wanted to trade this week for Alex Collins in the Epsom Dynasty and he came at me with an offer I wasn't prepared to accept (laughs) Uh, but Josh and I we trade very similarly and value people quite quite similar in that as well so it's very difficult for us to get a deal done he needed a running back I needed a wide receiver and this is in Dynasty and I traded Will Fuller I took Will Fuller and he took Alex Collins how do you feel about this value wise it's a straight up move I think you've got the better end of the deal but the risk you have is how many games does Will Fuller play going forward yeah that's I mean for me it's a risk worth taking Alex Collins is kind of a I'm stacked at RB in that as well. Yeah. So for me, Alex Collins is is fine. He he will get some points, but he's not he's not the strong one there, and he's not getting uh, huge huge production. No. And uh, I think with with Fuller as well, if I can, if he has a strong start to next season, I might be able to move him on trade wise. Yeah. Use him as bait. So, so the question I would have just to just to really solidify it in my head was, we've obviously got the draft for next year. Would Alex Collins be one of your drop candidates? for draft if I had him yeah so say next season say this trade doesn't happen yep um, you get your draft picks next year you're picking players up would Alex Collins be on your drop list I to think place your trade candidates or your draft candidates I think he has to be I I mean in that league at running back I've got Melvin Gordon Saquon Barkley um, Jalen Rashard Elijah Maguire yeah Royce Freeman so yeah he, he would definitely have been a drop so at the end of the day you've, you've traded a a player who wouldn't be on your roster next season for someone that potentially could or you could flip for value. Yeah. That makes sense and it's a great trade. So and I'm sure for Josh it's probably worked out. He probably needed something this yeah. season he, as a patchwork. He work. needed a running back this week. so It him. made work. So it's one of those trades that kind of works and it's made sense. So yeah, it's probably a win-win. But it, on straight up value, if, if Fuller's fit, you've got the better end of the deal. Yeah, most definitely. Now, I did another trade last week and I traded Amari Cooper for Mark Ingram in Dynasty which I thought was a pretty decent move on my part. Um, Still think that is. Yeah, I, Ingram, obviously, if he's not going to be good this season, he's definitely going to go somewhere next season and get work because he's good. And Cooper, like Murph likes to say, 
wide receivers go to Dallas to die. Yeah. Uh, although Cooper had a decent showing on his debut, it's not going to be every week. So I mean, I, it's decent, but it's not. It's not a huge number. I mean, yeah, yeah, he, he had a good day, but I need to see a lot more. But until I, again, you don't know what that coaching situation is going to be like next year. If it remains re- relatively the same, then you know you're always going to be better off. But at least with Mark Ingram, okay, we don't know where he's going, but we know wherever he does go, he's going to get better numbers than he does now. And his numbers now, barring this week, have been pretty all right. So I think you're fine. So last week we mentioned that you should never, ever trade Todd Gurley. And in my Dynasty League, Todd Gurley got traded this week. What? Yeah. But Let's see what, what did he get? Todd Gurley and a 2019 third round pick, this is Dynasty, remember, were traded for Adam Thielen and Melvin Gordon. I'm doing that all day. If I own Gurley, I'm doing that all day. No extra picks. No extra picks. No extra picks. I think the 2019 third round was a sweetener. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, the talent next year for fantasy football isn't great. So if you've got a third round, if you're looking at a a possible wide receiver two rookie next season or not dropping someone from your roster, I think that's that's an ancillary piece that maybe swung the deal. But yeah, if I've got Gurley and somebody comes at me with Thielen and Melvin Gordon or... Let's just say, for instance, who else could that be? If someone said AJ Green and Kareem Hunt, maybe that's a little strong. You're taking that all day. But, yeah, I love that move. I'm not so hot on it. And it's not... Both of them at their potential, and both of them where they're at, I do get it. But Melvin Gordon is always an injury risk. And Melvin Gordon is going to be in his fourth year of his rookie deal next year. So is Todd Gurley not going to be in the fourth year of his rookie deal next year? No, because he's been re-signed. He's got a new contract. Ah, okay. So you know that Gurley is in that offense. You know he's going to have at least three years of absolute amazing production. Yep. Um, Adam Thielen's good. Adam Thielen's great. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a he's a great player. Um, I just don't know. I I can I can totally see why people have done it, and I can I can totally see why you would. I just for me in a PPR league. I'd I'd want more than that just because it's the same way that if if you if you if it had been Kamara and Phelan, all day I'm doing it, all day I'm doing it. I just don't think Gordon gets as many receptions. So it was never going to be Kamara and Phelan because the girly owner already has Kamara. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just think if you'd had Gurley and Kamara, you could dominate your league for years. Yeah, I I I like the trade. I don't love it. I probably wouldn't do it. So his wide receiver core. Until he got Thielen, yeah. are Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, Danny Amendola, Taylor Gabriel, and John Brown. Okay, where's 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 he currently in the standings? He's currently top. He's currently seven and two. Do you know what? That's a real debatable pick. I I get it. He's gone for long term production wide receivers. It's not a great wide receiver draft coming through. So I do get it. Yeah, I would have. I you know I've got Gurley in a few places and. If you want to offer me something similar to that, I would take it. Just because I think you're strengthening at two positions. Yeah. I, I guess for me, I, I'm just always a bit biased on Gordon. Gordon's not a player I'd ever really consider drafting until he gets into a stealable range in a draft because okay. I just not, I'm not convinced he plays 16 games. Yeah. No, that's fine. So I, I think that's it. And long term, and he's going into the fourth year of his deal. Do they re-sign him? Does he go somewhere else? What happens with Rivers? Well, yeah, exactly. I think there's just a few too many questions, whereas I know Gurley for the next three years is plug and play good to go. And the same question could be asked to Thielen as well, what happens with him? And uh, Yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. But yeah, I mean, it will work out in time whether, whether that works out to be a good pick or not. But he should see an uptick in 
numbers, at least this year. Definitely a wide receiver. Anyway, now this next trade, uh, well, not the next one. We've got a couple more before we get to the monster. Uh, Corey Davis, Chris Godwin, 2020-2021 uh, thirds in Dynasty for a 2020 and 2021 seconds. Um, I... That was a lot to take in and probably not great audio, but I think the Corey Davis owner has done quite well there. I I see the point from both sides. So I think on paper that works out really well for the person receiving Corey Davis and Chris Godwin, especially this is a dynasty league. Um but it was it was friend of the pod Jack who, who was in this. I think Josh was the other side of this as well. Yeah. Jack so- tried to get rid of Corey Davis for me. Um and he, he wanted a second round and I was like, I'm not giving up a twenty twenty second round just for Corey Davis. Yeah. So, Jack's reasoning on this is that both these players would have been drop candidates for him because he is quite stacked in that position with youth talent. Yeah, but that so, youth talent has to prosper. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, so, he wanted to upgrade picks in future rounds, in future drafts, to keep getting top talent. So, what he's trying to do is assemble picks. He's got some picks off me. Uh, he's got probably all my first round picks for the last three years because I'm trying to assemble a something win to win a win now, whether he's trying to build uh, a dynasty for the future, which is... You know, it's a bold strategy. So I kind of get the logic as to why. I think if if you hadn't traded the thirds back, if you just got the seconds for him, I think this would have been a really good trade. You kind of upgraded in a round. I think Chris Godwin is a stud. I think Corey Davis has the potential, but it depends what happens at the quarterback situation there. So I, I agree. I think Josh looks like he's, he's probably done quite well out of this trade. I, I, I would have done that in his position. You've got two great youth talents, a, a rookie in a second year, wide receiver who have really proven already that they're going to be good assets for years to come and all you've done is downgrade your picks in two and three years time yeah I, I'd have done that instantly I think that's a, a good move but I understand the logic on the other side if I was Josh I'd then try and spin the two third rounds he's got to jack back for maybe a 2022nd or a 2021st or 2021 first just try and then give Jack another two picks like he's trying to accumulate and, and take one back especially as he's got your firsts he's got stuff to give away yeah definitely uh, the next one is <laughs> Olsen for John Brown now <laughs> I'm not I, obviously we have no background on this whatsoever it's in a league I'm in so it's a random league so I don't know the owners I, I had a quick look at the teams and one team had pretty much very very little just streamable tight ends from week to week and the other one was quite stacked at wide receiver so John Brown was a bench player who was never going to play. And I love that move, if you're getting Olsen. Yeah, I agree. Because he's come back and he's Olsen, and the Panthers look good. And it's a redraft league, so we're not yeah. talking about long-term options here. If this is a dynasty league move, I wouldn't like it as much. But um... Yeah, especially with my boy Lamar Jackson coming in and making John Brown even better. Ugh, I'd just like to put that out there. What more, more about that? Greg Olsen is going to retire at some point very soon because he's not going to last. You I mean, say potatoes, I say potatoes, whatever. <laughs> I think it's a risk acquiring Olsen for that, but I think if you've got John Brown and he's your fifth choice wide receiver and he's probably never going to play, I'm punting that all day long. I think it's a good move. And John Brown is a decent asset to add if you need this team clearly need him as a flex option. I think it's a, a good trade. Yeah. Right then, let's move on to this monster you have acquired from Twitter. Yeah, I found this on Twitter. I was just looking for a couple of... Uh, a couple of other trades. So this one is now <laughs> get ready for it. It's a two team four player trade. So team A has traded Robert Woods, Joe Mixon, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and the Rams DST and has acquired back Alshon Jeffrey, Saquon Barkley, 
Kansas City Chiefs and Cam Newton. And this is a redraft league. Wow. Well, whoever's got the Woods mixing Mahomes, I think you drop the. I don't think the Rams or the Chiefs are. The Rams is a slightly better D, but as we mentioned on Tuesday's pod, they're full of holes and stuff like that. So, you know, I I think you take the DSTs out of this trade and it becomes a three-man, and then the Woods mixing Mahomes owner is whoever's given them up for Jeffrey Barkley and Newton has has done a poor job, if you ask me. Especially with Golden Tate now at Philly, it's not it's not for me at all. Barkley maybe slightly better than Mixon. Yeah, sure. But Mixon's going to see more of the ball now with AJ Green's injury. And Mahomes is, although Cam Newton is good, Mahomes is on astronomically different level at the moment. I think you're looking at about a 10 to 12 point differential a week if you take the Ds out. Yep. So I'd say Mahomes is getting about 8 points a week over Cam most weeks. Barkley's probably getting 2 to 3 points a week over Mixon. Woods is getting about 5 points a week over, over Jeffrey. Yeah, and I think the thing with Woods is it's consistent points as well. 100%. Jeffrey's boom or bust, and if he doesn't get a touchdown, then you, those four to six points, depending on which league you play in. And now he's going to drop some targets, now Tate's there. Yeah, so, exactly that. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm surprised that that sort of trade has been done in, in a league this at week 10. But I wonder who offered it. That's the question. We'll never know. If this is your trade and you're happening to be listening and this is a massive reach. Yeah, and you've offered Woods mixing and Mahomes. Get in touch. Yeah, let us know. Let's get the background. We'll but, tell you how we feel again. Yeah, exactly. Just... But yeah, monster trade. Oh, I think that's pretty much it for trades, man. Yeah, but do send them in. So if you do have uh, trade bait or people you want to trade or... Trades you've received. Trades you've received that have been awful, send us a voice message. We'll play out the best ones on air. Or you can, that's on the Anchor app, or, you know, tweet us, or, you know, there's plenty of ways where we can we can hear your trade thoughts, or players that you want to trade and what you think they're worth, anything like that. Or just what you should offer for what someone. You should offer. All that. Yeah. Get in touch, let us know. Um, at 5 Yard Rush, that's Y A R D Rush. Well, if you want to be a little more personal, hit Murph up on his own one, which is at Maverick Murph on Twitter. So get in touch, let us know, and uh, share, share some thoughts and. We'll be back. We answer to a lot of people. We sure do. Now, Rush Nation, it's got to that time where we're going to talk about our leagues. So if you're not in any of our leagues and want to turn off, this is a suggested turn-off point. <laughs> or wait till the end and hear about coaches. Yeah, stay for the, the yeah, good, nice hot take. <laughs> Listen through this bump to get some decent coach info. Probably put this on like 2x, so just play it like <laughs> something like that. I do that on some pods. Do it on the no. <laughs> I hope that doesn't affect our <laughs> listener. Not our pod. I just on some pods I listen yeah, to. I mean, it, if 2X. you want to 2x my voice, it won't sound as silky, let me tell you. No, definitely not. Right, where should we start, Murph? We might as well do the two you're in first. So let's do the OG League. Okay. So I'm new to this league. Uh, took over a pretty decent positioned franchise. As I said on the pod last week, I'd make some wholesale changes, which I did, which uh, did pay off for a narrow win this week. Very, so, very narrow. Very narrow. 1.1, 1. 1, 1.2 points, but it was the difference. So uh, I took over a team called the Miami Goldfish, having lived in Orlando and Gainesville. That was not going to stand. So I have become the not-from-Miami Goldfish. Nice to keep in the name similar. Well, you know, doesn't confuse everyone else. Joe will approve. Yeah. So Murph and I squared off this week in the OG League, and my beloved, absolute terrible team of San Jose Bulldogs got narrowly pipped. Can I ask why you're the San Jose Bulldogs? 
I I went through a stage of naming all my teams from different places in America with random animals. Okay. Just because I think I like that. It's like, so yeah, the San Jose Bulldogs. Because <laughs> this was my five yard rush team. This is where five yard rush started. So I couldn't call them five yard rush with Sparky then uh, and now you. It's not fair for everyone else. So I changed the name from five yard rush to the San Jose Bulldogs, who at the end of the season are being destroyed. The stadium's being annihilated. The team's going away for absolutely nothing. If you want to offer me some pink wafers for it, I will gladly accept. Yeah, Murph beat me 132.8 to 131.7. Robert Gronkowski cost me the win. Murph moves on to 6-3, and three, and I am now bottom of the league, holding it up at 2-7. and seven. And that's what you get for drafting two tight ends in the top four. <laughs> there was no one available, and because it's... Uh, Two flex plus a tight end. I thought, I know, I can play Ertz and Gronkowski and score points. It's a difficult starting lineup to get my head round. Yeah, it's three running backs, three wide receivers, three wide receivers, two flex, and a tight end, and a tight end. It's, it, it's only an eight-team league, so we wanted to expand it and try and make it more like a twelve-team. And oh yeah, it definitely feels like that. But there's good stuff on the way. Why you'll be pleased? Yeah, I'm gonna send out lots of trades and stuff. So I'm gonna have loads of stuff for the next trade stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'll listen to trades. There's quite a few players I'm quite happy to to trade on my side. Okay. But um, so there's four teams in that league, including myself, that are six and three. Yep. Um, so the Ambriston Amadillos, the Brixton Ballers, the Not From Miami Goldfish and the Wildstone Raiders are all 6-3. and three. Then Sparky's Team Fundlers are 4-5. and five. And there's Team Home Run Heroes, which is also 4-5. and five. So two games out of the playoff bracket. And then yourself and the Kingston Pussycats yep. that are four games out of the playoff bracket. Yeah, we are. Oh, it, just, it hurts because I should be better. This is definitely my worst league by a long, long way. Um, moving on to the next matchup in that league, it was a battle of my brother-in-laws as the Home Run Heroes took on the Wildstone Raiders, and the Raiders came out on top with an absolutely balling two hundred and five to one hundred and forty-two win. Oof. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a big win. That isn't, yeah. I mean, he had the Bears. The STU scored him thirty-one points. Tasty, yeah. <laughs> Which nullified Alvin Kamara on the other side of the line. <laughs> that's exactly what you want for your DST to knock out their, their RB one. Yeah. So as we just mentioned. Josh is now also sitting top of the league along with the teams Murph just mentioned. Sparky faced his cousin in the Handley battle when the Fumblers came out on top. They beat the Armadillos 172 to 146, and that was a big win for the Fumblers. Ambrose and Armadillos had won that and they'd have gone top of the league. Yeah. Then we move on to the Ballers, Nick who is, as we mentioned, suffering from Olympic powerlifting syndrome. And he played the Kingston Pussycats, and he won by just under 100 points, 203 to 105. Enough said there. Have you got the Listener League stats in front of you, Murph? I do now, yeah. Perfect. Let me know, what happened? So it was a big, uh, big week this week in terms of how everything kind of shook out. So at the moment in the league... Uh, it's myself and Steve that are 8 and 1. I lost to Steve in bye week hell when I lost both Thomas and Kamara. Ouch. Um, which hurt and he had no one on bye. So uh, looking to get my revenge later on. James from the Epsom League is a game back in 7-2. Um, and then yourself. Yes, you're, I am. You and, uh, you and Sparky tied together at 5 and 4. Jack from the Kickers Matters podcast is uh, in mid Mid table at four and five, and then you've got quite a couple. Got a couple of other teams at four and five. 
and then three and six, and then you've got three teams at the bottom there at two and seven. Rundown from this week, I won my game 193.4 to 80. This is a more standard format, by the way. It's not the same amount of players as the OG League. It's just a standard yeah, is. Uh, one flex and uh, standard two RBs, two wide receivers, tight end flex. Yeah, it's a 12-team league, so we wanted to keep it pretty easy for... We didn't want to go super deep with it already being 12s. Yeah, so... Uh, Who did you play? I played London Steel Steel. Yeah. So, poor guy got uh, really Dropped. run over quite quickly. That was uh, over by the early games done on Sunday. 8.50, I looked at this game, and it was a projected win. I had in four leagues, uh, four wins in the pack by 8.50 on Sunday, which is a dream and never happens and will never happen again. So... Um, the other games in that, Sheard Birth Fiction. <laughs> There's some real mouthfuls in this That really league. is. Uh, 114.7 win over Des Court at 89.6. Don't know what Des is catching, but <laughs> that might explain why they are 3 and 6. Uh, Sheard Birth Fiction went to 4 and 5. Yep. Uh, and then James, as I mentioned, he's moved to 7 and 2 with a 98.7 win to 72.6 win over uh, Monmouth's Revenge. So a decent start. For them, then Steve, uh, luck beat a Brady tonight, won a squeaker over Jack, 128 to 115.8. And then how did you get on? Oh, it was the uh, the old five-yard rush derby, yeah, original well, five-yard rush derby. How did you get on? I lost. Sparky beat me 97 to 86. I was, my bye week hell was everybody except another DST, so I pretty much had to play anybody I could. And I played the Ravens DST as opposed to the Bills. And those five points were the matter. But I played Gronk, and he cost me again. Oh, that's filth. And yeah. then Josh won ninety-six point two to fifty-seven over Stuart. Stuart is two and seven, and is looking vastly upwards as it looks like he will be out of playoff contention. Yeah. Did you mention the Jack lost from the kickers matter? Did you mention? Yeah, that? I did. Okay, cool. Steve. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Steve went to eight and one. Along with your good self. I know. So it's going to be a tight run to finish. Top four get into the main winner's playoff. So if you're looking at that, it's you and Sparky uh, that are fighting for that fourth spot at the moment. You've got it on the tiebreaker, it looks like. Yeah, my team is not great. So, yeah, I'm looking. No, no not fun. Oh, I've, got, I've got Marshall Lynch. Yeah, that's not fun. Although the waivers are pretty slim in this league as well. It is really, really slim. So uh, there's not much in there. So good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the Epsom Dynasty, shall we? Yeah. So Epsom Dynasty League is uh, really hotting up. So it's an eight-team Dynasty League. So some big wins for you and Jack this week. So Jack is currently leading it with the Sashi Saints. He is seven and two. Uh, you are just behind at six and three. Um, then you've got Sparky, who's five and four. Hopefully not after this week, because I will be playing him. Uh, Josh is also at five and four. Then you've got myself, at four and five, who is on a massive upward trajectory, having started the season five and oh, oh and five. So one of the last four. Then you've got Nick, who's also at four and five. Actually, I think I play. I beat Sparky this week. That's why he's moved from 5-3 and three to 5-4. and yeah, four. You've got Nick this week. I've got Nick this week to put some distance between me and him. And you've got James, who's also on 4-5. and five, And then you've got Rob, bless him, at 1-8. and eight. I guarantee you Rob gets his second win this week. <laughs> why play you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've beaten all the top three teams in back-to-back-to-back weeks. So that's how you do it. 
Uh, you're sitting pretty. You are the top scorer in this league. You're also giving up the most points. Yeah, that's be- yeah, that's because Jack had an absolute beast against me one week, though. Yeah, I, I didn't help you either with that cause. No, you did 175 points up on you as well. So um, all these games were blowouts except for yours. Yours was the only game, although it was, I think it was over before Monday night, but yours was the only game that... No, I don't think it was. It was It was a squeaker as well. I just, I just crept through with one of the lowest scores of the week. I mean, yeah. Well, you say that. If, if you played any of the other teams that won, you had the fourth highest score this week. That's yeah, true. All the all the teams that lost had the four lowest scores. So in a way, it's all kind of worked out the the right way. So um, both you know myself beat Sparky, Josh beat Nick, and Jack beat Rob, and then you beat James. So the right four teams won. So it's going to be an interesting rush to the to the finish in that one. Uh, all to play for. You've got seven of the eight teams still playoff live, and you've got Rob, who I would say at this stage is out of it. I don't even know who he's. <laughs> Didn't he draft like a stupid amount of quarterbacks? Yeah, he drafted I think like four or five quarterbacks. So let's see who he's got now. So at the moment, oh yeah, his team is uh, not great. Yeah, Newton, Allen, Dalton. I think he's trimmed out some quarterbacks. He's got David Johnson and Fournette to return, which is yeah, Gronkowski that was out. His team's not bad. It's not. It's not bad. He got sixteen point eight points out of Amari Cooper. Uh, but he's playing, his, his wide receiver options are not great. He's got Golladay, Landry. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, he's going to struggle unless he picks up some wide receiver talent in there. But, you know, that's a great thing with Dynasty. A couple of decent picks and you can you can turn it around quite quickly. Jack is laughing all the way at the bank in this league, thinking that he has got this all wrapped up. So one of us is going to be wiping the smile out of his face. I'll take him now. Well, it's fine, because if I join him in the playoffs, he's lost. Because every league we've ever played, uh, he's lost to me in the playoffs. So he's lost to me in playoffs in the last two Epsom leagues. And uh, if I join him in this as the four seed, and he's the one seed, he's going out. So that's fine. Let's talk about the five-yard rush dynasty. Now, Murph, you're not in this because you joined after the league was formed. Yeah. There might be a team becoming vacant if Luke's brother doesn't fancy doing it again um, his team's not great but there will might be a spot so that's fine I draft, draft away and uh, trade away so I got worst manager this week oh. I got worst manager having scored oh I don't know 55 points more than anyone else in the league <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that because you left so many good players on the bench well I left 44 points on the bench with the Vikings D but I absolutely dropped Max 192 to 136 I moved to 5 and 4 and Max stayed at 5 moved to 5 and 4 so that was good for me Nick got humbled by Sparky 166 117 Nick is now 2 and 7 and in Dynasty Turmoil and Sparky moves to 4 and 5 the Armadillos, no, they're not the Armadillos, they're the Armbrosden Avocados in this league. <laughs> avocados. Nice. They moved to 6-3 and three after beating Stu's Beddington Boys 6-3 and three by 2.3 points. That was a close one. Yeah, he had Amari Cooper and Dion Lewis going into last night against Derek Henry. Oh, and squeaked it. Squeaked it, which was nice. And then Luke narrowly lost out to Joe in the work battle. Luke is four and five, and Joe is seven and two, and that game came down to oh point three nine of a hit. Yeah, one six four point seven five lost to one six five point one six. Yeah, literally like one reception. Yeah, and the worst thing is he played uh, he played Jared Cook 
over OJ. Oh, <laughs> why? No, you deserve to lose for that because OJ Howard is a top four tight end and Jared Cook, well, is not. Luke doesn't listen, but to be fair, I think we had Jared Cook as our one of our top tight ends last week in our rankings. Not that he would have seen that, but no, no one was to four predict the shocking thing that Oakland were last week no so don't ever play Cook again plug and play Howard he's out of play and then the last match Josh won to go to 6-3 and three against D-Dub who is now naught and 9 oh yeah he's in all sorts of trouble that boy uh, Josh won 1-6-4 to one twenty. Lee currently stands Joe sits top at 7-2 and two. Stu and Steve follow with 6-3 and three, along with Josh now I did not know that well done Josh then me Max are at five and four. Luke and Sparky are at four and five. Nick's at two and seven. And then, as I mentioned, the Kinks and Pussycats are naught and nine. That's brutal. Yeah, so that's what you could be looking forward to. That's fine. <laughs> take over now. Rebuild, franchise. rebuild. Um, who else? What else do we have to talk about? I just want to give a shout out to Jack Duffin in the uh, Epsom Redraft League. So Jack finished last last year. He wasn't the last place team going into the playoffs. That was myself with my injury nightmares but picked him off in the semi-finals and then won the final of the losers bracket which means absolutely nothing um jack this week has managed to extend his losing run to 13 consecutive losses so he has now gone from week 16 of last season through the playoffs through all nine games of this year he has lost that's quite an achievement He'd be better off handing it over to his granddad, so, um, or just by putting random names in a lineup and seeing what happens. So, kudos, thirteen like Owen thirteen. He's a Browns fan, so he's used to losing. But even so, he might match Hugh's record, which would annoy him even more. So, shout out to Jack. Shout out to Jack. Owen thirteen is is really impressive. Owen nine this season. So, kudos to you. Hats off. Uh, try and get a win at some point. Mentioning Jack, go and listen to the Paul Brown podcast. Jack and his friend Paul Brown, I guess. Yes, they host the only international Browns podcast. They do. Um, had some really good guests last week in Daniel Jeremiah and um, Sam Monson from PFF. So they get some really big guests on there. It's a daily podcast. Jack does a cap show on Tuesday, so he knows a lot more about cap. Than he does about fantasy football. <laughs> So stick to the cap, bro. Stick, stick to the cap, and he's uh, good in dynasty and future picks. Uh, just maybe in the season doesn't quite work for him. So, but give him a listen. They're great guys and uh, really popular with us, and some really good insights and some amazing guests. And their hundredth show's coming up, and they're promising a showstopper. He's going to come at us on our WhatsApp chat, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. He dug me out on his podcast later that went out today. So, oh no, he deserved it. Moving on. We might as well stay in the Epsom redraft. I don't know who, if any, Jack listens. don't know if anyone else does, but Josh is in it as well. So is Sparky. Rob is 8-1. and one. Yeah, so he's 1-8 and eight in Dynasty and 8-1 and one in this league. He won it last year as well, so... Yeah, he beat me in the final. Yeah, he did. He had Todd Gurley and Lev Bell, and that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, he is 8-1. and one. James is 7-2. and two. And then Josh is 6-3. and three. And James as well is six and three. There's two Jameses. So one is um, Jack's brother James, who is in Australia. So that's why his team is in the land down under. He's doing a sort of touring session. So 
James, shout out to you. I uh, hope the traveling is going well. Look forward to seeing you when you get back. And McInnes, who is in the Listener League and is 7-1-8, here. Uh, then Andre is 5-4, and four, who won the league a couple of years ago. You are also 5-4. and four. I am. And then there's a bit of a drop-off. So Matt, the Stanley Cones, is 4-5. and five. I am 3-6. and six. My team is terrible. I'm relying on waivers every single week. I blew it this week. I played Devontae Parker over Ito Smith, and that cost me the W over Rob, which would have been a nice scalp to pick up. Then you've got Old Sparky is 1-8. and eight. And then you've got Jack, as aforementioned, at 0-9. Oh I got steamrolled this week. Oh, did you? What was your score? I lost 143 to 63. <laughs> How have you picked up 63? I played Trubisky at quarterback, Tariq Curran at running back, Gronkowski, Jared Cook. I played Cook in my flex. Uh, and the Ravens DST. Yeah. But... I've got Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, Sterling Shepard, on, and Andy Dalton all on by. Oh, I mean, that's ugly. I mean, I, I lost the squeaker by nine and a bit points. But yeah, that's right. that's some stuffing. Yeah, is that all our leagues? I think so. There's, well, I'm in like 28 leagues. Yeah, I was going to say I've got uh, I've got an NFL South team. Uh, so as I think I mentioned, I'm doing a team that's purely made up of the NFC South. So that's the Saints, the Panthers, the Buccaneers, and the Falcons. And I started off four and zero. Then the buys happened, and when you have a buy and you can't pick up a player from another team. I could do, but it's my self-imposed rule. I lost all four weeks where I had teams on bye, but I'm out of bye week hell. One this week, and hopefully I can just plough through and get to the playoffs. And I also have a team that's still undefeated and 9-0 and with our uh, work colleagues. I had, going into this week, I had four undefeated teams in my random leagues, and I now have three. And the one I lost to, I lost to Josh, <laughs> which he is massively pleased about because he's a long way behind in our bet we have going as to who can win the most games over the season. Quick shout out to Jack from the Kickers Matt podcast. I beat him in his listener league this week, which is always a little sweet taste in the mouth. We hit 40 minutes, Murph. Let's do a quick who should get sacked and then we'll get out of here. Yes. So I posted this on Twitter yesterday. Um, so go back, look at it, interact. Um, but there are five candidates for me that could very easily lose their jobs. We've already lost Hugh Jackson, and I'm not putting Greg Williams in this. That's too easy. We pretty much know he's not going to be there at you know next season. So at the end of the day, we are looking at five candidates of, and I believe at least two of these will go before the end of the season. No doubt. But if not, they will go on Black Monday. For those of you who don't know what Black Monday is, it's the Monday after the end of the NFL regular season. So uh, week 17 on the Sunday gets played. There's no Monday night football. And then on the Monday, you start to see coaches go. So there was quite a few last year. That and pretty much every every year, you see three to five head coaches go, sometimes more, very rarely less. Um, you'll see assist, uh, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators will get let go. It's a very, very dark day in, in the league. And we'll do a special on that probably nearer the time. So these are the five that we've selected. So... Vance Joseph of the Broncos, you heard about us on our Tuesday podcast, um, Slate and Lament Him. He's yeah, had enough town. time. He's got to go. Well, he's your, your team, so what are your... Yeah, I just think he's holding us back. and We've got talent now, like I mentioned before, with the wide receivers and the running backs and stuff. I just... Case Keenum isn't the man, but he can plug a hole at the moment. I just think Vance Joseph, like we said on Tuesday, with his 50-odd field goal, obviously isn't. Well, why not go for it? Like, get one more play. Hyman was playing so well. Just play action 10 yards and then you 
McManus isn't a long-range kicker. I mean, he's accurate, but he's not a long-range kicker. He'd already missed a 51-yarder, and to try and win it on a 53-yarder, just... <sighs> yeah, so he's got to go. Moving on to your Bucks, Dirk Cutter. I think he's gone. Um, he has to get in the playoffs. I, I, you you got to remember that the Saints are in the division, they're going to wrap it up, and then you've got the Panthers, who we've just lost to. I can't see us overhauling either of them. So you're gambling on us potentially beating out the Skins or the Eagles and the Falcons for the sixth wild card. I don't see it. Um, Dirk Cutter's reason he got this job was for James Winston and that he was going to improve him and he hasn't. Well, he has to a degree, but not to the standard he should be. Winston's very much touch and go if he gets uh, a job next year and then if he gets his contract extended at all. He gets tw- over twenty million dollars next year if we if we pick up his fifth year option. Hmm. So that's questionable. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's the quarterback. This defense is the worst defense I've ever seen. It's awful. Seventeen missed tackles, as I mentioned on the pod, in that thirty-three yard run. It's ridiculous. Um, I cannot see him staying. I really hope Jason Light as the GM stays because I don't think the fault is with him. He's added talent everywhere he can, and he's not let this team down. It's purely coaching. So I think for me, he will be there on the final Sunday. I'm 100% convinced. I cannot see him being removed mid-season. I don't think there's the coaches even to take over. So I think he goes Black Monday. I think Vance Joseph goes before. Yeah, me too. Another candidate I see going before is Todd Bowles of the Jets. Yep. These guys had, what, five years? Mm-hmm. Um, that's more than enough time to complete a rebuild. Yes. And all right, he had his quarterback for the future draft yeah. this year. and I he- think... I think I think they need to get rid of him. Go with somebody who is severely offensive minded. Work on the wide receivers. Get a decent running back in. I mean, their defense at the moment is pretty good. They've got young people all over the field. They maybe need a bit of D line action and somebody edge rushing. But other than that, I think their defense is pretty solid. I think bring in somebody really offensive minded and to work with Sam Donald. And the team could be really good. That's the thing. They they just need somebody. Let the defensive coordinator do what he's doing. Bring somebody in who's Slightly different to the way they run things now, and let some give Sam Darnold get some O line in, get a wide receiver and a running back. They don't necessarily need to be stars; just something he can throw at. Protect the young man because he's got the pocket presence, he's got the feet moving, he's got the accuracy. Yeah, he throws the array ball, but rookies do that, and that's part of the game. Give him something to work with, and you'd see in a quarterback one of the future. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it is coaching and. You've got some good core components. That defense is pretty decent, needs a couple of additions. You've got a quarterback for the future who, again, people look at him and starting to write him off and think it's really unfair given the situation he's in. He's had no targets to aim at. You've got a half-decent sort of running back piece in uh, Elijah Maguire. Add to that a few draft pieces here. O-line needs a bit of work, but I think you've got the, the pieces there. He's just not taking this team forward enough. You cannot afford to have five years and, and not really take the team forward. It was yeah. pretty disastrous. It was in five wins, but it was some couple of late wins last season that kind of dressed it up. You're probably looking at five wins again this, this year. Yeah. I just don't think you can you can allow for that. No, the Packers, Mike McCarthy. This is a contentious one with some people, but for me, I just cannot see how you cannot look past him for me. I think for me, he's got to be someone that is on a hot seat. Yeah, definitely. Because you've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got the best quarterback of this generation and, and people will look at uh, Brady with his five rings and I think for me he's the best in that system and, and being a Patriots quarterback but Rogers naturally gifted is, is the best quarterback he's got one ring 
So since they've won that one ring in 2010, they've all right. They won the North Division when it was nothing four years in a row. They lost the divisional playoffs round to the Giants, then lost in the divisional round to the 49ers, then lost in the wild card to the 49ers, and then they made one championship, uh, which was in 2014, which they lost to the Seahawks, and that was the year that Aaron Rodgers won MVP. 2015, they didn't win the North. They came second, won the wild card, and then lost the divisional to the Cardinals in that, that team that was on um, all, or nothing. all or Nothing. And then again... Uh, lost another conference uh, conference championship a couple of years ago when the Falcons went. Um, but then last year they were third. This year they're third. They might squeak the division. They might not. They're not in the best place. But I do think they can still squeak it. But you're talking about some of the best offensive weapons and the best quarterback of your generation. And he's looking at one Super Bowl appearance and, yeah. two, and two conference finals appearances in the last eight or nine years. And that's not good enough. And it's harsh, but because he gets the playoffs every year, with the exception of last year. But the team never kicks on. No. So if you're losing Super Bowls, that's different. But you're not getting there. No, you've got to get there. Someone of that talent with the weapons he's got, they've got to get there. And it's probably a season too late to get rid of McCarthy, if you ask me. I think last season was harsh because he lost Rodgers for so much time. Yeah, but then once you've got lost Rodgers for that time, there's no pressure of not making the Super Bowl again. Like you say, you've only made one Super Bowl and... Why not mix it up then? I mean, this is what's going to hold Rogers back in that best of all time conversation. He's he's been to two play uh, two Super Bowls, I think, in his career. Won one, lost one, and you know when you're trying to compare him against a Brady and um, even Roethlisberger has two rings, and even Eli has two rings, and these are the <laughs> sorts of players that we know Aaron Rodgers is better than 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 Eli but Eli was instrumental in those two wins I don't like Eli Manning never have never will but he was instrumental in those two wins and I just he just doesn't do enough for me Rogers that's the he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback purely on his ability in the throws he makes in the showreel but it's not an accolade no. and he's running out of time he's 35 so this one's another interesting one sorry Nick is uh, Steve Wilkes of Arizona so it's hard because he's a new coach and it was never going to be easy. Yep. But we never thought they would be this bad. No, we didn't. And, you know, they just haven't got offense going at all. He just looks a bit out of his depth. The play calling is suspect at best. Oh, yeah, I mean, to run David Johnson consistently up the middle is laughable. But they don't even do that. If they did that 30 times a game, like, it's, it's mad, but... I get it because it's David Johnson. He'll break enough through to make that worthwhile. David Johnson's getting on average about 16 rushing attempts a game, which is a crime yep. for one of the most naturally gifted running backs. And yes, okay, it's not all on the running back. You're talking about O-line's got to be there and, and creating the holes. But he, he's also a passing weapon. He's just so underutilized in that offense. Yeah, he is. And you're relying on a rookie offensive coordinator now in Byron Leftwich. You've already let go your offensive coordinator. I just don't think... You're talking about a team that two or three years ago, I think it was three years ago, went to the NFC Championship game under Bruce Arians yeah. and was all set to go, had all the pieces. And Carson Palmer retires, but he, listen, he, the guy was 37, 38, 39 years old. I remember when he got drafted. Um, I just don't see... The fall-off's too big to what it should have been. huge. They've still got an elite D. They've still got Pat Peterson. They've still got some amazing... Oh, they lost Khalees Campbell since that team, but... And, and one or two others, but you know, you still got Larry Fitzgerald there to lead the way. 
you've got weapons. You've signed Sam Bradford. It's not worked. He's been cut, as we mentioned, on Tuesday. But, yeah, for me, I just think he's suspect he could lose his job, especially as they've got GM problems with Steve Kime and what's happened yeah. with the driving charges we mentioned earlier in the season. So Yeah, they could, they could, they're all over the place, really. And I think that, like you say, they should be doing better. And, unfortunately, that falls on the head coach. And, and they, you know, the, the Bidwells own that. And they, they're really good owners. And they, they do want to invest time and energy and... And resource into into getting a good team there, but I don't think they're going to stand for what's going on, and they shouldn't be a. They're going to struggle to get a four or five wins, and that shouldn't have been the case. They weren't a playoff team coming into this season, no, of course. But if they'd won seven games, I'd have gone. Yeah, that's about where they should be. To fall well short of that, no. Yeah. He, he's a potential candidate to go, and maybe sooner rather than later. Yeah. So those are the five coaches we think possibly may go by Black Monday if not beforehand give us some shout outs let us know what you think uh, debate with us yes. maybe you maybe you want your coach or your team to go we've mentioned five um, there's plenty more in Adam Gaze and many others that can be made a case for so give us a shout let us know what you think yeah the, find us on socials at 5 Yard Rush Maverick Murph over there he's a very friendly chap to tweet with he will get straight back to you if we don't as a business not even a business as a podcast correct that's about it for this week. I say this week. It is Thursday. It's our second pod. Two a week is absolutely awesome, and I am loving it. Unfortunately, it's just... No, not unfortunately. It's just the two of us, but we're not three or four strong. One day, four of us will be here, and it will be absolute mayhem. Can't wait for that day. Nah, same here. It's, it's building, and we're getting there, and you know what we really want to do is get more content that you want out there. So the interaction's really key. Yep. Um, listeners are going up, which is great. We're getting some more reviews. Don't forget, we've got the competition going on to get uh, 40 reviews for the famous T-shirt. Yeah, Hollis's T-shirt. Yeah. So, you know, please do write us a review. Please do let us know. And anything that we can do, if you perhaps want to hear different voices, maybe um, give us some ideas as to what you want. Do you think it needs a guest segment or do you want to hear something different? Is there a segment that you really want to hear about? And you know, we can band some ideas around and see and make it work. So we really just want to be here for you guys and make sure that you're participating. It's your pod as much as ours. So get in contact with us. Let us know anything that you want to hear on a regular or semi-regular basis. We can see what we can do. Absolutely. We want you as Rush Nation to be happy. Yes. And the same goes with all the fantasy stuff. If you need players in your league, because you get dropouts, there's always one of the four of us that are very, very eager to join leagues uh, oh mate I tell you if you need someone in your league hit me up because I will play as many leagues as the world needs me to and same you're in 28 at the moment yeah so um, in, in you know there's plenty of us that will step in if you need multiple owners we'll chip in you know if you really want to play in a I don't want to say a more competitive league because I don't know what leagues you're, you're kind of playing in. But I think if, active is... If you want to play in an active league, hit us up because... We'll get you in some for next year. Definitely. And, uh, we, you know, we're growing the listener league. We really want to get that to 20 players next year. So definitely do join in. Um, we can do any type of league you want. If you've really wanted to try a league format and you've never done it before, um, IDP or Dynasty Ooh. or whatever... Give us a shout. We'll we'll set up a league. We've got enough people who will put that together and give it a go, and it'll be really competitive and active. Yeah. So just hit us up, basically, for anything fantasy or NFL related. We're here for you, Murph. It's been an absolute pleasure. Same to you, pal. Enjoy the weekend coming up. I will do. Pretty busy, but that's standard now. I'm a dad. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Rush Nation. Until next week, keep rushing.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.